What is up, everyone? This is episode two of DPF on Tap. Uh, hopefully, I got my shit together this week. I was like adding people to the studio. I didn't go live, so I didn't introduce myself last week. Uh, name's Chris Nowazic, uh founder of Drunk Phil's Fans, around 2010 or so. Um, I I'm happy that uh, we got to do this, and you know I'm glad to be able to sit around with a group of guys and talk baseball uh, and. Glad to have an outlet uh, to do it. Um, I wanted to start off today with a special song that I wrote for all of you. Um, and I, this is a surprise to everyone because I don't <laughs> think I didn't talk to this. So, hey there, Verlander, what's it like in New York City? Your manager's a stiff and your team is really shitty. Yes, they are. So that's all I got for this week. Maybe I'll keep adding to it. Um, what we're going to hit this week is we're going to talk about the, uh, a recap of the Braves and the Mets series. Uh, we're then going to look forward to the Cubs and Nats. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the All-Stars and kind of what we think is happening and maybe what Philly should be there. Um, we're going to do a special segment that we think is going to be recurring called the Phillies Make Me Drink dot dot dot. It could be good or bad. Um, and then we're going to move into uh, possibly some other extras that we'll see if we have the time for today. If not, it will be on next week's episode. So kick it off going to uh, talking about the Mets and Braves uh, series. So, Chris, what do you, you know? Yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously it was a, a disappointing homestand for the Phillies. I was predicting 5-1. and one. I wanted 5-1. and one. I wanted a sweep of the Mets. Um, so to come in... You know, the Phillies came in 13-2, and two, you know, coming off the road, coming in from Oakland, uh, starting a big series with the Braves, and I was really looking for them to come in and play well. Uh, first game, I mean, they really wasted a Ranger Suarez start. You know, six innings, one earned run, and then I really questioned the uh, the bullpen usage by Thompson in that game. Tie ball game, top of the seventh, and you're going with Hoffman, Vasquez, and Covey as the the three to, to close that game out, not really sure. Yeah. Uh, another issue in that game, Phillies had 11 hits. 11 hits and only managed one run, in a, in, 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 or two runs in a 4-2 game, in a 4-2 loss. Biggest problem they had in that game, one for 12 runners in scoring position. Yeah, same, old, same old story. Same, same old, old story. Another 5-1 loss to the Braves, wasted a Nola start. Six innings, no earned runs. Marte comes in, extra innings, 10th inning. Ends up giving up five unearned runs because of Schwarber in left field being as stiff and not being able to make a play that a routine, you know, an everyday outfielder should be able to make. Uh, nice 5 1 win against the Mets. Walker, six solid innings. Nice night day for one in the scorer position, four for nine. Wasted a good, pretty good start by Sanchez, I thought. Five innings, three earned runs. And then yesterday, you know. The Mets handed it to us, yeah. And the Mets really handed us two or three games in this series, because even in the first game, you know, you had a misplay by Nimmo in the first inning, the pop up yeah. that dropped in between Lindor uh, and the left fielder. Um, so you know, the Phillies are not playing well, uh, but we're lucky to get two out of two out of five games at home. John, yeah, I, I feel the same way uh, with the Braves. Um, I was. Uh, I was frustrated. They got eight hits off a of Strider, but only one earned run. And they couldn't get to the bullpen after that. So that frustrated me. And then they only got like three hits off of Elder. Like uh, Ranger wasted out. And then um, 
pigs are going to fly, but we wasted a NOLA outing. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but totally, whoo. Yeah. But yeah, NOLA pitched actual good six innings, but we couldn't, we couldn't, you know, hit for them. And then uh, the Mets, uh, the Mets series, um, they got the Senga and the pen pretty good. Taiwan looked good. But um, they only got two runs off Crazy Eyes, and if if there was ever a win I wanted to get was against Crazy Eyes, sure. I just hate that dude. They couldn't hit the bullpen. And then yesterday, it was it was very ugly until the eighth. And I, I think it was like, along with what you were saying, it was more the Mets kind of choked than we, we did scrap a little, but the Mets more choked than, you know, we came back and won that game. That's what I think. But I was going into it thinking, well, I'm, I'm actually thinking we, we lucked out by having that one rain out. Right we don't yeah. have to play that one because <laughs> we went 0-2 against them. I was thinking we were going to go 1-2. and That's what I was predicting. And I predicted a sweep against the Mets, but I'll take two. It was ugly, but I'll take it. Mike, what are you thinking? What do you got? So... so can you guys hear us? I got... Yeah. Yep. All right, All so, right, so game, one game one against, against uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Three guys, Three guys o- o- for uh, Turner, Turner Bowman, Bowman Clemens. Clemens. Really, really killed, killed that, that game. Nine, nine books, books for Strider. For Strider. And, and we gave, we up, gave three up three in the bullpen. In the bullpen. That, that, was that was the whole the story. story. Uh, um, the, the game, game two, two, I wrote I down, down, sometimes, sometimes you win, win sometimes, sometimes you lose, sometimes, sometimes the rain. rains. So, so thankfully, to, to John's, John's point, point a minute, a minute ago, ago, we didn't have we didn't to play have to that play second, second game. game. And then, and then seven, seven left, left on base, base in game, game three. three. Uh, five, five, top five, five guys in the lineup, 0 for 18 with eight books. And, and you all covered, covered the Nola DC start, start that, that we uh, blew. I think the moral of the Mets story is discipline, right? Um, somebody, we were talking amongst ourselves, and somebody said uh, there's they were very disciplined in that uh, eighth inning last night, and uh, that was the story of those two games. We were more disciplined in the in the two that we won versus the one that we lost, in my opinion. Butch, I think you're third. third. Sorry guys, I'm having uh, I'm having a lot of technical issues. It wouldn't be a day if I didn't have tech issues. I'm gonna step out real quick and then I'm gonna step back in. All right, I apologize. All right, that's all good. So I'll kind of finish up. Uh, I'm not happy. Uh, nothing would make me happy about two wins in the homestand. It's absolute bullshit and it's not okay. We didn't even win two games. We just basically didn't lose two when they wanted to let us lose two. Um, it's the skin of our teeth. It's absolute nonsense. It's fucking unacceptable. I'm tired of no hitting. It's the same goddamn story. Since the no hit game at the World Series, we haven't fucking hit. The team just does not hit. It's that game on, they're not hitting. And also, I'm pissed off about I want to have a fun summer. We didn't, you know, last June was okay in this whole Schwarber thing. Is the June guy? He's not the June guy. The dude's over the last 18 or something like that. I'm sick of it. I want a good month of baseball. And it's okay if it's September, but I really want it to be June, July, August, September, and October. Um, and it's just not okay. I just can't be okay with two wins. Um, 
out of out of five and you know it, it's it's just it's not good enough um, and I'll kind of move into what we're going to be doing and I'll talk first the Cubs are playing well um, the Nats are absolutely terrible and they have no you know interest in kind of winning or playing hard I guess maybe for their own stats uh, you have to win five games anything less than that to me is absolutely unacceptable you gotta win two in Chicago, and you gotta sweep the Nats the hell out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you know, I'll take four wins. I won't be as greedy this week as I was last week, wanting five. So I'll, I'll take four. I mean, right now you look at the Cubs; they're coming in. They're two games below five hundred, thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Uh, the Phillies have their rotation lined up to be Ranger, Nolan, Walker going in those three games. And the Cubs are throwing some guy TBD in all three. I don't. I don't know who he is. Probably going to no hit the Phillies though. Um, but uh, then you look at the Nationals. Yeah, like you said, they're a bottom feeder. They're thirty and forty-seven. Um, that's going to be you know three three in Chicago, three at home. Got it. To me, you got to get four, five. You know, is is ideal. Um, you're lined up. You got Rangers been pitching well his last four or five starts. Nola had a real solid start last, you know, this last start against Atlanta, uh, and Walker's been really good getting into the sixth inning, you know, most of his starts. So, I think we're lined up well to to win those four or five games in these next two series. Um, and I, like I said, four, nothing less than four, and the bats have to come alive. They have to start hitting. Um, you know, one good game with runners in scoring position in, in the last five at home. Um, it's just not; they're just not getting it done with the bats. They they got to pick it up. Yeah, John. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking along with you about. Uh, I'm thinking four wins. If if we lose two, it's going to be the AA Ron game because you know he's going to screw up the next time. He he did well last game, but I know Noah's going to screw up. I just have a feeling. I'm just preparing for it. Then you got um, and the other loss would probably be uh, Sanchez or AKA uh, you know. Bullpen Bob or whoever from Save a Lot is throwing a catch out back or whoever they're throwing out there. But I mean, you got you got Ranger twice, so I'm confident in that. Like you said, Walker's pitching well, and I think we will all bounce back. And I'm not really, and we're, we skip Stroman. Stroman always pitches as well, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm thinking like two with the Cubs, and yeah, you're like you got to sweep the Nats. I think There's Stroman, no excuse. Stroman left the start yesterday. I think ready to have a blister. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Yeah, we don't know what his situation will be. Mike, where are you at with this? Yeah, I'm looking yeah, I'm at it as interviews for uh, what we're looking to add at the at the All Star break, right? So these are you guys have outlined. These are two teams that uh, aren't setting the world on fire, but they have some uh, pieces that look interesting. We talked about Stroman last time. I know we won't see him, but uh, possibly um, also uh, Corbin. Uh, so if we see them with the Nats. I think uh, Ranger gets the nod first game. I think he's uh, he was lukewarm last time. He did well, but I think uh, he, he usually comes back uh, strong. And then uh, looking for Nikki three buttons to stay hot. And we got to see Trey, JT, and Harper especially get hot. Um, Cubs have won four of their last five. Somebody, I think, Dugan, you said they're coming in here on a little bit of a heater. And um, we'll need – really good starting pitching and uh, I think a little bit better bullpen management. So we talked about that a, a moment ago with uh, the, the review of the Atlanta and Mets series. I think, um, you know, there's another segment we might have coming up today if we have some time around 
you know, is our, is our guy uh, good or lucky? And I, I think he needs to start to prove that he can manage this pen a little bit better um, than he has recently. Um, I think three wins against the Nats that are cellar dwellers uh, are, is a must. And uh, I had two and one against the Cubs. So let's win that series. And then um, really it's funny because as you do some research for these things, you, you, you dive into clubs, um, uh, you know, their, their uh, coverage. There, there is just not much on the nationals. And I just, I just, can't understand uh, how uh, you know that Expos organization went down there and had fallen you know this far from grace. So uh, just my take on those two. I think I don't know is uh, is Butcher back? Actually, yeah, I just got back. Um, can you guys hear me okay? See yeah, you're good. Right. All right. So basically, uh, they laid a big fat fucking egg against the uh, against the Braves. And they got a little lucky that the other game got rained out because uh, they probably would have got swept three games when we were in here saying six and zero, five and one, even four and two, and then we had to settle for two games against the fucking stinking mutts. And uh, you know, wins are wins, and that's what we were saying earlier today in the group chat. Is like, you know, a win this early in the season, it, it it's just as important as it is late. Because if we win these games, then we don't have to win so many of those late games. You know, we can get a cushion. Um, so going in against the Cubs, I, you know, I don't know what to expect right now from this team. I, I know that Schwarber's going to strike out. I know that Nola's going to give up a home run. You know, and then we don't know what else is going to happen. They're not going to get hit by pitches three times in a row, and they're not going to walk and count on errors. So, so what's going to happen? We need hitting. We need our, our starting pitching to go deep, and we need the bullpen. And that's going to be the story for the rest of the year. So take two out of three and then sweep the Nats. Then we can have the same conversation we're going to have probably for the rest of the year. How do you feel about them now? So, Mike, do you want to uh, start the next segment off uh, with the Phil's Make Me Drink? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we need a uh... – uh, graphic there, but um, this is my take on uh, Phil's make me drink. Okay, so JT, right? He hits for the cycle, and then he goes 0 for 15. To me, that's a scotch. Um, we lose two to the Braves. That's a 12 pack for sure. Uh, Trey Turner pop up with two on and one out. Drink your beer. Um, Ruben said Bryce's launch angle is a little shallow. I definitely go for the shoddy Jaeger there and uh, losing five to one in the 10th on five unearned runs, finish the case guys. Like I didn't have much to be um, happy about to, for happy drinking this time around, but uh, those are, those are my takes on, well, you know, what makes me drink. John. Uh, Dylan Covey, Harrison, whoever else they want to put below Marsh. That they picked up, you know, at the lost and found. This is very frustrating. Like, Dylan Covey, they should shoot him in the frigate. Whatever the highest fear is above the atmosphere, they should just shoot him. I have no idea what business he is doing on a major league lineup at all. Like, him and Mart, like, just pretty much the bullpen and the bench players is pretty much my point. That is, like, very frustrating. 
like that. You got Brogdon and uh, Bilotti down in the minors. Meanwhile, you got Marte and uh, you know Covey serving meatballs. Like it's just, yeah, a couple a couple extra beers. You know when I hear those names. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's anytime I hear Team Max say fly ball to left field. <laughs> fly ball to left field to me is start pounding because you don't know what's going to happen. He might run in a circle and it might hit him on the goddamn head out there. You just, you don't, you don't know. Any ball hit the Schwarber is an adventure and a good enough reason to drink. Um, it was nice to see, you know, every once in a while, Turner has a game like he homered yesterday, another RBI single. You think I'm gonna to drink to celebrate because it looks like Trey Turner's breaking out, and then he might he might go over 12 in these next you know three games. Um, Harper, the lack of power from Harper is is causing me some agita uh, to drink because he, he you know the one thing Harper's always been has been that clutch guy getting those two out RBIs, and it's just not there yet. I know he's coming back from the injury. I don't want to be too hard on him, but hey, if you're Bryce Harper and you're in the lineup, you got to produce and. Um, you know, I know his average is hovering around 300, but it's a lot of singles the other way and, you know, hits with nobody on base. And, it, you know, it's not the hits that you need. Um, one of the things I do get excited about is I just love uh, Bryson Stott's approach at the plate. The guy is such a professional hitter. He'll foul off tough pitches. He'll take the ball the other way. He's not looking to, 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 to launch the ball every time he's up at bat. He's looking to put a good swing on the ball, get a pitch he can hit, and drive it. Uh, so I enjoy watching him hit the ball. Castellanos, another good, another good reason to drink. He's been good all season long. Uh, showed a little power at a home run this last series. So, um, yeah, some good and some bad. Schwarber, a whole lot of bad. Yeah, so the fills make me drink. I mean, it doesn't take much, right? The slightest change in the wind, and I could feel like I could need one. Um, but where I have the major problem is I'm looking at Lehigh Valley and I'm looking at Redding and I'm looking at some players that deserve a look here. Uh, I don't understand why Harrison's here and someone like Weston Wilson isn't. I understand he's hitting 259 in Lehigh Valley, but the dude has 15 or 16 home runs and 50 or so RBIs and almost 20 stolen bases. I'll take him over Harrison, no doubt. Um, or the guy's got to be trade bait. We need these other players like Weston Wilson deserves a shot. Jake Cave deserves a shot. How long are they going to leave Bilotti down there to figure it out and we got to deal with fucking Kobe? I'm sick of this dude. Bilotti's down there. I think he has 11, uh, you know, appearances and, you know, it's a one or under one ERA. I don't know. Bring the dude up. What they said they were doing with him is uh, teaching him to change up so he could actually you know, not get destroyed by left-handed hitters, right? Because that slider on the righties has been great. Um, I, I'm just tired of seeing the same old shit being thrown out there. Um, and, and that's what makes me nuts. And Thompson's misuse of the bullpen and kind of white flagging it at times, and, and that Hoffman one is the perfect. Like, that what absolutely makes me insane. I don't agree with throwing your worst guy in there in a situation, right? And he's not the worst guy, but he's pretty close to it. you got to keep the games close because if this offense, you know, maybe it does heat up at some time, I don't want a four-run deficit to turn into an eight-run, and then it's a joke. Um, but I, I just think there needs to be some additional personnel changes that maybe adds a spark that is not there right now. So I'll toss it over to uh, Butcher. All right, so... Some of you guys may not know, and I'm going to out myself as a total fraud here, but I don't drink. Um, 
I, I gave it up a long time ago. Um, that being said, like there's nothing better than falling off the wagon because you're seeing fucking Hoffman in the game again. Like seriously, what the fuck? Like I was driving it for my job yesterday, listening to it. And, and I was just thinking like, if he puts Hoffman in this game, I might stop for a beer. Like I, I might have to go somewhere, pull over, say, fuck whatever I'm doing as far as work goes and, and just start drinking. This is a guy who shouldn't be on a major league roster. And then I heard today that they're going to add, they're talking about adding two more teams when the league is already watered down. We have a handful of pitchers who do not belong in the major leagues right now. And then we have guys who belong in the major leagues, as Chris was referring to, who aren't in the major leagues. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, what are you guys waiting for? What is this? What is the, you know, ownership, general matter? Like, whoever's in fucking charge of that, really need to kick in the ass because you know we got guys that can perform and they're look Bilotti's not not good he can eat up some innings he's but he's got to be better than these two fucking scrubs right so if I'm going to start drinking again I'm definitely going to call up my man Chris I'm definitely going to go to the to the garage um but it's it's going to be because the fucking they don't do anything about this pitching staff So I guess the next segment, uh, I'll kind of start it off, is just, you know, we're talking about the All-Star uh, update. And one of the things I looked at uh, today, and this is like non-Phillies related at first, um, how uh, Arias is not like the obvious choice. The dude's hitting 391 or close to 400. I don't know what they're doing at these finalists. You know, that's an absolute disgrace. He should absolutely be in there, just like Otani obviously should be already the starter. Um, having Bryce Harper as right now he's the finalist with J.D. Martinez is a fucking farce. I don't give a shit about the All-Star game anymore, and this makes me not care about it even more like when i was a kid it was cool because like the teams never played each other and like we didn't have cable um we could only see you know the tigers play the red Sox on like a saturday morning but i wouldn't be able to see um you know any of the players jim rice and lance Parrish, unless it was there or if they made the world series um i, I just think that that's absolutely terrible and whatever they're doing now with the votes like i don't know the phillies weren't home for a bit there so like Whoever, Atlanta, like, they got a lot of dudes that are good, but they've been on a homestand, so they're stuffing the fucking ballots. Stop with us fans knowing what the fuck we're talking about. And, like, let the players choose the goddamn starters, and then let the manager choose the alternates. And just leave it at that. That's just my two cents. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think fan voting, it's a joke. It, it's an absolute joke. I think if you put... If you put Mike Schmidt on the ballot today, he'd be the starting third baseman in the All-Star <laughs> game. Like, people see a name and they, they, they go right to the most popular player, yeah. you know. And it doesn't matter what his numbers are or, or, or what he's doing. I mean, Arise is the perfect example. The guy's hitting 400. 400 in a league where everybody strikes out. You know, this guy's putting the ball in play. Now, he doesn't have the... You know, he doesn't hit 40 home runs or anything like that, but he puts the ball in play and he's on base all day, hitting 400. It, it, you know, it, it's a feat that, you know, we haven't seen since, you know, Ted Williams. Um, and, you know, a few guys have gotten close, but but this guy's got a legitimate shot at hitting 400. 
Otani, another great example. The guy's just the best player in the league. There's no, nothing to it. Harper, his numbers are down. He doesn't deserve to be in that in that conversation. Um, even as much and like JT, he's struggling this year. But I still am hard pressed to find four other catchers that are better than him. You know, all around catchers to, that he's only fifth in in voting is kind of a sham. Uh, Castellanos isn't even in the picture, um, and he's having a great year. Bryson Stott, another guy having a nice year. I mean, there's a lot of good second basemen, so that's a tough, tough position to, to get noticed in. But um, yeah, I agree. I, I let the players choose the All Stars. They know way more than the fans. The casual fan can go out there and say, "Oh, my favorite player is this guy," and vote. What, do you, what can you vote? Twenty different times. Create, keep creating emails so you can vote twenty times for your your favorite guy. It's it's. It, it, it's a joke. Um, the All-Star Game's not even enjoyable. I hardly watch it anymore. But, like, I agree. As a kid, that was, like, the big event because you got to see the players, that you, Ken Griffey Jr. and, you know, yep. the uh, the guys from the West Coast that you that you never got yep. to see play. And uh, today you see them all. And, and you know, the, the knowledgeable fans know who the good players are. But you're not necessarily going to see some of those guys in the All-Star Game. Yeah. John? Yeah, I agree about the fan voting. I Personally, I voted today, but I didn't vote for one Philly. I didn't think one. Who'd no, you vote for? Like, I, I actually voted for a Met. I wanted to drink bleach, Lindor, okay. but I didn't vote for one Philly. I don't think any of them deserve it. Like Cassianos is close. Like is the closest I, I would vote for, but I didn't. I didn't see any like like you said. I, I voted for Martinez. Martinez is killing it. Way Do tell old now. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why Harper should be in there. And Wait a minute. So you voted for Lindor after Arias, then? Arias is second base. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah. I got yeah. I got Arias like, second. You know, no, I got Arias second. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was the other shortstop? Um, oh, I forget. I just have who I voted for yeah. right here. But okay. um, I didn't, like, well, Castellanos would be the closest one I voted for. I'm just being honest with what I say. Like, they're not... None of them deserve it. And El Ozzy like, Albies. Yeah, yeah. But and I I know someone's out there like there's that little old lady or somebody like oh I love my boys and uh, go to whole Phillies roster like oh Clemens is such a nice guy no they don't yeah. deserve it like I voted for I voted once I won't vote again I just did it to you know see who uh, would come up with and but you got those people that'll create emails or vote I think you're allowed to vote so many times a day mm-hmm. and they'll just keep yeah. now like if Cody said, Clemens has more than one vote you know it should just be his mom voting for him exactly like, should be I understand your family or something but like no like I I didn't vote for anybody not one Philly and I never do that I mean I have a vote for mayor. Of Philadelphia, it's my own. I wrote it in, so right, I get right. it. Like, yeah, why yeah. not? Right? Yeah. If you don't agree with anyone, you like write yourself in. Right. I don't know if that's eligible. Uh, Butcher, <laughs> who, who do you? What's uh, your all-star take? All right. Is that is that my feedback? Um, see, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to vote for the uh, for the all-star game again until you have to punch those little holes. Like you remember those tickets you would get at the game, and you had to punch the hole out. And if you didn't have a pen or a pencil, you couldn't vote. You were trying to bite it out. Um, so all-star games in general are a joke because the players don't really take it seriously anymore. Not that they really ever did, but, you know, there were some games that would be more competitive than others. Um, and, and remember the whole campaign where this one counts, this one counts. To give home field advantage in the World Series to the team that wins the – I don't know if they still do that now, but – the team that wins the all-star game I thought was the biggest sham because 
so many guys play that aren't even going to sniff the fucking World Series because everybody's got to have a guy out there. For the Phillies, I, I would expect Kimbrell to make it. I, I, I think Castellanos will get there as a reserve. Bryce Harper being in, in – I, I looked it up. Phase two of the voting. Phase fucking two of the voting. Like, what are we doing? What, what is Major League Baseball doing? For him to be in phase two is a joke. He's just – He's a great player, but this year he's not doing what he's normally doing. He missed a lot of time. So as far as the All-Star, I'll just enjoy the night off, I guess. Maybe we should do a podcast that night and talk about our favorite All-Star memories. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all I got as far as that goes. Mike? I even remember to unmute myself. How do you like that? Uh, I wrote down a few notes, guys. Uh, Freddie Freeman having that many votes – and being a Philly killer, I, I fucking hate Freddie Freeman. Um, he's one of those guys that I think I would love if he was in pinstripe, red pinstripes, but I can't stand him. Um, I think you guys have covered Harper and JT. They're riding their reputations as far as I'm concerned this year. Um, the all-star game is for the best people, the best players at their position, and that is not – they're not having that type of a year. You could argue JT – uh, defensively, but not offensively. I think Castiano should be uh, much higher than he is. I think I agree with you, Butcher, that he'll probably be uh, a reserve at some point uh, because he has been pretty clutch in, uh, at the plate this year. Um, and if uh, Schwarber is the 15th best outfielder in the NL, when I looked it up, he was 15th. The NL sucks, and the AL will always win the World Series. Um, just a couple others, like how long is Mike Trout going to have to play in hell? Um, I always loved Salvi. Uh, I don't know why, but I know like a bunch of people that uh, live in and around um, Kansas City and love the Royals. And so I've just always loved how he, he's handled uh, pitching staffs, really. Um, Aaron Judge, oh, poor guy stubbed his toe. He can't play. And he's still leading the, the folk getting. And then uh, I guess the one thing that I heard that uh, really intrigued me that might get me to watch the home run derby is that um, they might they might select Kutch as like a sentimental pick, kind of like um, uh, Pujols last year. So that would get me to at least watch the derby. Uh, I turned the derby off the last two years as soon as uh, the Panda or whatever they call um, that Chicharron from – the Mets comes on. He's such a cocky bastard. I hate him. So that's just my take. I think the next thing we were going to uh, talk about, and I guess I can kick it off, is, you know, is Thompson good or is Thompson lucky, right? So, you know, last year he comes in and the Phillies all of a sudden are doing great. And this year, you know, now we're a little bit more critical, right? Like we're kind of like questioning some of the calls. Uh, and I'm just going to like delve into like my personal life a little bit and talk about maybe this. And I'm not a Rob Thompson guy, actually, but maybe it's this. So I'm black and white. I'm either right or wrong. Someone's good or bad. There's no shades of gray for me. Um, and my wife is not like that. She's very shades of gray and brings color. And I wonder if that's what Thompson brings to the team. If someone's not playing, I as a manager would want to sit their ass and say, do you know what? Get in the cage, be here earlier, do whatever. And like, maybe he's not that dude. 
and maybe it does work and it just hasn't again yet where he's like hey you know what we're going to need you next time dylan covey uh when it's a 10-2 game and we're just going to need you to keep it at eight um but honestly maybe maybe that's something that he has that i just don't see um and i don't i value it obviously because of you know what my wife deals with and brings to my life with the the shades of gray and color and helps me see things like that um but i question i'm going to say he's lucky i'm not going to say he's good so i'm gonna i'm gonna put it in the lucky yeah i i think i think he's a little bit of both and i think it's part of what you're saying the good part of him is that he is seems to be a player's manager that the guys like respect you heard a lot of negative things about Girardi that he didn't even talk to his guys you know it sounds like Thompson has a nice relationship with his players um last year I was all for get Girardi out of here we you know I'm tired of this analytics shit and um I I don't want to see someone with a notebook managing a baseball team use your gut use your eyes and run the team that way you know be a baseball man don't be a, a numbers man um and I thought when Thompson first came in he kind of did I mean, but the big things that helped him were um, when they made that change from Girardi, you know, the bullpen really started picking up. They brought back Alvarado from AAA, and he came up, and he was, he's was he been lights out ever since. Like, he's been the, one of the best relievers in baseball ever since he came back. Yeah. Um, the offense, all of a sudden, they started getting clutch hits. They started scoring runs. They started doing all the things they weren't doing when Girardi was here. And now this year, I'm watching Thompson, and he's got the notebook, too. And he's managing that bullpen. Um like it seems like he goes in there with with a plan of okay tonight we're using Hoffman Covey and Vasquez and that night he's definitely not using Soto Alvarado and and Kimbrel but then the next night oh we're only going to use Alvarado Soto and Kimbrel like the top three can only pitch together in the same game and the bottom three can only pitch together in the same game he doesn't mix and match he he you know it, it to me when when I see him run those three guys out I'm like is it, is this a scheduled loss like. Is he not trying to win this game, or is he just hoping we're going to get the good Hoffman tonight? We're going to get the good Marte tonight to keep us in this game for our offense to score a run. Then we'll bring Kimball in to, to, to save it in the ninth, rather than bringing in his three big guys. He got two lefties that throw 100 miles an hour. You know, I mean, and, and that that first game against the Braves last week, you're coming off a day off. You know, you're coming off an off day. You're a one-one game in the seventh inning, and you're not using Soto or Alvarado in that seventh inning. It just it made no sense. It makes no sense. Is sports going this way? Because basketball, there's losses that are like it's scheduled. Yeah, like yeah, you know, it's an yeah. away game and he's not playing. Soccer, it happens all the time. Yeah. They're like, hey, we have a league cup game in the middle of the week and we're just going to put shit out there. We don't care. Right. Or the other way around. Yeah, I, mean, I guess football's not. Yeah, you're, you're not getting games. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, Everything's important. Yeah, they don't have every, a chance to do it. Yeah, every game is important. I just, I just, I hate these scheduled losses. I hate these, you know. Bryson Stott's got four hits, but he's, uh, you know, the day before, and we're facing a lefty, so we're going to sit him. Why? Why? Because your stupid notebook is telling you that's what you need to right. do? Let your freaking eyes tell you what's going on with your team, and manage with your eyes and with your gut. Stop with the fucking notebooks. And Thompson's turned into a worse version of Girardi, in my mind. Because you got the, oh, he's not available. He's not. How can half your fucking bullpen not be available some nights? It makes no fucking sense to me. Especially like after an off day. Yeah, but right. but the but the players like him, so yeah. all right, Philly Rob, you know, that's my buddy. Yeah, I mean, 
don't know. So Sorry. you're going with lucky. I'm going with I'm going with more lucky than good. Yeah. But a little bit of good because he's a player manager, I guess. <laughs> Where are you I at guess. with it, John? Uh, I'm going with he was good last year. I think he came in right at the right time. It was a change of atmosphere. Like you said, the players liked him and all, and they played hard for him. And, like, he was a player's manager pretty much. Quiet guy. It seemed to work. Got us to the World Series. I'm like, hey, hooray. Then this year, I'm like... Little Girardiisms are popping up. Schwarber's a leadoff, which I don't agree with. Some people say it's working, whatever. I don't agree with it. Um, and then mismanaging the bullpen, the lighty ref, the, the lighty, uh, yeah, sorry, the lefty righty crap. Like, Stott, you said it last week. Stott and Marsh should be playing every day unless they need a day's rest. You grow up from a little, a little league all the way up through high school, college, and all through the ranks. You play against lefties or righties. What's the problem that you made the major leagues now? You should be able to hit whatever. But let them play. Unless they're in a slump, then I get it. You know, you throw a different guy in there or whatever. But he's he's just driving me nuts, Like especially with the bullpen. I don't want to see Jeff Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman. Nobody. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing. And like you said, he's like Andy Reid in that way. He don't change his game plan. Yeah. He's like, he's got that game plan. I'm not switching from it. Well, and the other thing I think last year that really helped him was finally the front office stepped up last year and made a couple additions by subtractions. They, they finally said, get familiar the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. You know, so that was... O-doable? That, that, that was O-doable. Girardi's favorite guy, bringing in familiar in every goddamn game. Uh. That guy sucked. Um, they finally got rid of you know the fossil Didi at shortstop and, and were forced to forced to play Stott and I, I think so the, the front office making a couple decisions kind of forced his hand with player wise yeah. he didn't have you know old faithful familiar to fall back on like Girardi did I like the veteran guys I want Didi who couldn't couldn't move to uh, two steps to his left or right to field the goddamn ball had no power left so you know it forced them to play some of the younger guys and I, I you know so I think he benefited. A lot by some of the organizational decisions, and not necessarily his managing ability. Because right. now, when there's actually expectations, he's he's letting us down, in my opinion. And he cracked me up the other day, just real quick. He cracked me up the other day. He threw a Girardi line out there. I don't know if you heard it. He said, "I'm not I'm not in the front office. I just play who I got." And I'm like, "Hmm, where did we hear that from yeah. before? Last year, yeah. or the year before? I was at when Girardi said that." So. So we'll go to a butcher then to Mike, but I want to say like the tirades everyone's brought today, like much stronger. I love a good angry tirade or like a good poignant tirade. So butcher, what do you got? I got more feedback, obviously. My bad, fellas. Um, I, is is Thompson good or is he lucky? I don't know. I still it's I still can't tell, honestly. Um, the way he handles the bullpen, the way he handles his his rotations as far as like righties and lefties and, you know, who he, who he plays. Dugan brought up a great point when he was kind of forced to stop using Didi last year because he would have played him for the rest of the year and we would have missed the playoffs. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind because he and this is this is the he's a baseball guy. And how many times did we have to fucking hear that last year? Oh, Rob Thompson, he's a baseball guy. His dad's a baseball guy. He's a base. What the fuck does that mean? He's a baseball guy. Everybody in the league's a baseball guy. That's how they pull their check. So, like, I just don't understand how they how they say, oh, Rob Thompson, he he's he's qualified because he's a baseball guy. Well, the dude was in in 
major league. He was like a coach for what, like 40 years before he got his fucking chance. That speaks volumes, you know, and us as the serious fan, we see why he was a coach for 40 years without getting that head gig. It's because he makes these little fucking decisions and he relies on his notebook. He relies on the analytics when analytics does not take into account who's hot. It doesn't take into account who's in a slump. It doesn't take into account who fucking stubbed their toe on the way to the fucking park. Like the analytics doesn't do any of that. All analytics does is say over the course of forever, this is what we, this is what we see. So we're going to play the odds, play the odds. Like, dude, you got to feel it. And as a baseball guy, you would think you would feel it. So I have no idea if Rob Thompson is a good manager, if he got lucky last year, if he's showing cracks this year, I, I have no idea because the players have to play, but he's got to put the right players on the field. And I, I completely forgot about him saying, um, I just play the guys I have or whatever the fuck that was. What a cop out that is. That's some coward shit right there. Like, anyway, that's it. So you talked about tirades. Um, I'm about to go on one. Somebody said, O'Double Herrera's name a minute ago. I used to call that dude O Dumbass. Talk about going back to the uh, what makes you drink. That guy swung at worse pitches than I've ever seen anyone swing at, at before in my life. He was such a talent. Like you talk about a million dollar arm and a five cent head. That was O Dumbass. And I fucking could not stand that guy. So John, you're on my list now because you said his name. Um, as far as Rob Thompson goes, uh, I'm in the camp with um, with Dugan. I think there is a lot to be said for someone being a, a player's manager or a manager that um, has a relationship with his uh, with his team. Um, I think he knows how to capitalize, and I think he's good at managing when it's going good, right? But when it's not going good, when there's someone in a slump, when someone gets hurt, um, or, for instance, there's the beginning of the season, uh, I don't think he's the guy that fires the team up uh, to go 15-1 and one, uh, in the beginning of, of April. I think, he's, I think he's good when the team is going good and – I think he probably got lucky last year in a few spots when they were going bad. Um, you know, you just put the ticker up at the bottom of the um, screen. Is there any um, any um, comments that we can uh, that we can shout out? Yeah, uh, I'll read some outs. Uh, so Alex uh, liked my song. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I, I know that's just you being nice, so I do appreciate that. I think that we were having like feedback. So like Mike and Butcher, when you were talking, I'd have to put our mic on uh, mute because everyone's saying you sounded like Dan Baker, which is like, I mean, that's pretty cool to sound like Dan Baker, but we'll have to figure this out. I guess we'll have to get headphones or something here. We're still learning. So I think it's a lot of that. Uh, my man, Dan uh, from Colorado said, what's up? How's the garage? Sig, uh, again, have, uh, you know, Don ba uh, Dan Baker in the house. A uh, couple bad echoes. I think my wife is also texting me that. Um, 
Kevin Long's the best hitting coach, you know, sarcastically, like, what the hell are we doing um, in that way? Um, and let's see. David uh, Wombold wants to put Kruk in left. That's an upgrade. <laughs> Defensively an upgrade. Like, yeah. you know, he hasn't played left in maybe right. 40 years, but that's that's an upgrade. I, I, don't, I bet he uh, still hits 292. Yeah. Disagree. Uh, then, you know, talking about it's a popularity contest. And then um, Nancy just agreed with, the, you know, Harper and it just being like a... Uh, you know, a popularity contest, and he, he knows, I, I think if you ask Bryce, he knows he doesn't deserve it. Um, Duff, uh, so Mike Duff's on here, he said the Phillies player should be manning the concession stands at the All-Star game, and that's not a bad idea, I mean, we all got to pitch in, we're all one team, and you know, they can make that happen. Um, so Cindy, who's like a long-time fan, I think, John, you're on her shit list uh, for voting for a Met. Um, that's not okay. And that's legal. That's legal. Yeah, I mean, it was honest, and I, I we appreciate honesty. Yeah. You could have just you hit the wrong button. Fuck the Mets and fuck yeah. John. <laughs> um, it was very early in the morning. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then Garrett saying Turner, Harper, and JT suck on offense right now. You know, don't know who to blame for that. I, you know, yeah, I can't blame Thompson, right? I guess I can blame who, who, whoever, uh, not Kevin Long, not, maybe you blame them, maybe you blame the ball. Um, so I wanted to, like, kind of do the normal wrap-up. We have uh, another idea that we're going to talk about next uh, show. So we want to talk about superstitions, like, while watching the game or while we played the game. Um and hopefully, you know, you'll send us, send us a message with yours and we'll kind of talk about it and see if it's, you know, maybe one of ours as well. Um, but we're getting through some technical difficulties. I know there were some echoes. Uh, bear with us. Each week we'll get better with that. Uh, I can't promise that we'll be better content, but I sure hope there will be because, I, you know, I thought it's... I love talking to these guys. Um, and it's just like us sitting around a bar talking baseball our group chat is always going wild all day and all night talking baseball stuff so thanks for tuning in for episode uh two uh fuck the mets and fuck joe carter have a good night everyone fuck the mets. Mets. <laughs> <laughs>